A word for today, Lions Down's daily podcast to help you abide in Jesus by seeing to it that his word abides in you. Nothing could matter more. This isn't to replace your personal Bible reading and prayer, but rather encourage and help you in it. It's Wednesday, the 2nd of December, and our reading is Joshua chapter 24, verses 16 to 23. Joshua has just challenged the people to choose God over against the gods of the nations around them. Verse 16. Then the people answered, Far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods, for it is the Lord our God who brought us and our fathers up from the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery, and who did those great signs in our sight, and preserved us in all the way that we went, and among all the peoples through whom we passed. And the Lord drove out before us all the peoples, the Amorites who lived in the land. Therefore we also will serve the Lord, for he is our God. Now there is a textbook response of commitment. It really could not be improved upon in any way. It starts with a categorical denial that they would forsake the Lord to serve other gods. It finishes with an absolute unanimous corporate commitment to serve the Lord because he is their God. And in between that negative and that positive stands an absolute recognition of the sovereignty of God, that they are indeed the unique people of God. How could they choose any other God? And yet we see as we go on that Joshua completely rejects that. And that astonishing rejection of Joshua points with great force to the theme of our passage that we're going to be looking at, and that is foreign gods. So let's continue the reading. Verse 19. But Joshua said to the people, You are not able to serve the Lord, for he is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your transgressions or your sins. If you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods, then he will turn and do you harm and consume you after having done you good. He's saying, in effect, you've completely sentimentalized God. You're not being realistic. You're kidding yourselves, but you're not kidding me. Verse 21, And the people said to Joshua, and uh, I can sense a note of indignation in their reply, unsurprisingly, No, but we will serve the Lord. Then Joshua said to the people, You are witnesses against yourselves that you have chosen the Lord to serve him. There's an ominous, foreboding tone to the way Joshua replies. You are witnesses against yourselves. There's this idea of you are condemning yourselves out of your own mouths. Verse 22 goes on, And they said, We are witnesses. He said, Then put away the foreign gods that are among you, and incline your heart to the Lord, the God of of Israel. We saw yesterday, didn't we, that those foreign gods, that's the seventh mention in this passage, that's what the theme is about. It's warning the Israelites. These are the last words of Joshua, so they come with an especial emphasis, and it's warning us about foreign gods. What does that mean? Well, I want to say firstly, it presents the unchanging threat to the people of God. It is foreign gods that are always the problem. Literally, that word means the gods of foreigners, the gods of those who are outside the people of God. We could call it the way of the world. It's what the people who do not belong to God live for, what they serve, what forms 
their purposes of life. And at the root of that is what lies at the root of the fall of humankind, which is pursuing creation whilst rejecting the Creator. You know, the whole Bible story reflects this tension, that between the Creator and the creation, that between God and the world. And that's what happened at the fall. That's where Adam and Eve were deceived by Satan to reject and encouraged to reject the Creator, specifically to disobey the Creator, in order to go after the things of creation on their own terms. You know, the Bible calls that idolatry. It's literally living for the creation whilst ignoring the Creator. And that's what the first commandment of the Ten Commandments guards against. It says, you shall have no other gods besides me. What that's guarding against is the combining of the worship of God with the way of the world, to bring the two together. We've seen that's what the false church is always trying to do, to make the word of God conform to the way of the world. And that is just an expression of idolatry. And that has always been the source of Israel's corruption. Do you remember the golden calf that they built whilst uh, Moses was up the mountain receiving the Ten Commandments of Baal? What did they say about that golden calf? They said, these are the gods who delivered you from Egypt. They're ascribing to idols what God had actually done. And that has always been the problem of God's people, the worship of foreign gods, the clinging to the way of the world, the combining of the world with the word of God. It's very shocking, isn't it, when we read uh, Jacob when he was escaping from Laban. Um, his wife, Rachel, his favorite wife, uh, one of Laban's daughters, uh, hid, stole and hid the household gods. Those would have been pagan, came, uh, pagan gods of the area where Laban came from. And she hid those gods. And we read in Genesis 35, when uh, Jacob was on his way to Bethel, having returned to the Promised Land, that uh, he said to his household in verse 35, Put away the foreign gods that are among you, and purify yourselves and change your garments. It's quite shocking, isn't it, that uh, there right in Jacob's household were foreign gods. And we're told in verse 4, So they gave to Jacob all the foreign gods that they had, and the rings that were in their ears, and Jacob hid them under the terebinth tree that was near Shechem. Now there's an interesting thing. A terebinth tree near Shechem. That's exactly where this chapter 24 is leading to. But you see that problem. It's seen in the ridiculous frog-boiling exercise of that living in love and faith process that the Church of England is sponsoring to shape the Word of God so that it can accommodate the way of the world, to bring together what should be kept apart. And uh, the putting away of such gods is always the issue. That's what um, Samuel said to the people much later in 1 Samuel 7.3. He said, put away the foreign gods from among you. And you know, right at the end of the New Testament, near the end of the New Testament, in 1 John, that's the first epistle of John, the person who wrote John's gospel, the very last sentence is, little children, 
Keep yourselves from idols. That doesn't mean uh, throw away those statuettes of Baal that you have in your cupboard. No, it just means, little children, don't give in to the way of the world. Keep yourself separate from the way of the world. So, what we're looking at here, the foreign gods that uh, Joshua is rebuking his people for harboring, is the very thing that has always threatened the people of God, the unchanging problem, the unchanging threat to the holiness of the people of God. We'll unpack this more tomorrow. Loving Heavenly Father, we pray that this lesson would indeed help us not to go the way of the world and to see how to resist that insidious and destructive thing. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. A word for today, helping you abide in Jesus by seeing to it that his word abides in you. This podcast was brought to you by Lionsdown at lionsdown.org.